You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 151. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, a fiduciary, an educator, a Dave Ramsey smart vester pro, a wealth advisor, and it is great to see you today. Today's episode is what issues should I consider when starting a business? But before we get to the topic of the day, if you're a longtime listener, I want to say thank you for listening. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast either on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any of the podcast apps that you listen to this podcast podcast. And if you would, it would be super awesome if you'd get into that little purple Apple podcast app and write a review for Best in Wealth. I would really appreciate that. And if you're a first-time listener, well, hang on and enjoy the ride. So on this podcast, well, in this podcast, we have an overarching theme and it has to do with building abundance in your cornerstone. Well, what are your cornerstones? Your cornerstones are your family, your friends, your health, your spirituality, your finances, and your career. The goal of a family steward is to build abundance in all of these cornerstones. But how do you build abundance in your career cornerstone? And the first is, on a scale of one to 10, how much do you enjoy your job? And I'm not saying just today, because today could be a 10, it could be a one, depending on how your day goes today at your job. I mean, overarching, on average, what is the scale on one to 10 on how much you like your job. And if it's a six or under, I would start thinking about what you might be able to do to raise that level. It might be getting a new job. It might be talking to your boss about some specific things and maybe a different direction in the company you might go in. Because The job that we work is, man, it's basically a third of our life in all the hours that we work. So building abundance inside of your career cornerstone means we must like our job. And if we don't, we need to figure out how to make changes. And one way to make a change is to potentially start a business. For me, I didn't think when I was in my 20s that I would ever have my own business. You know, my dad was a home builder and I knew I always wanted to build a house. And so I did that. 
And he also owned a business. I didn't think I was ever going to own a business. But as I started moving through my career path and my final stop before I started this business, heck, I really liked my job. I had a great relationship with the owner of the company, but something just kept tugging away at me where I wanted to really go after my passion. And my passion was finances. My passion was helping others get on the road to financial freedom. I became the guru at my office, at my church, and within my friend groups. And I really enjoyed helping people. So I wanted to figure out a way how I could take my passion and turn it into a business. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. What issues should I consider when starting a business? You know, that was the big thing. I started out the intro talking about my passion and wanting to follow it. But at the same time, I had this other side of me that was tugging and saying, Scott, you're the family steward. You need to make sure you keep stability. You don't have enough risk tolerance to even start a business. And so there was a lot of back and forth. So I made a checklist for clients of mine of issues to consider when starting a business because several of them are starting to think about their career cornerstone. And some of them are talking about starting a business either now during their career or even as a second career as they reach financial freedom or getting close to financial freedom. So I broke up this little checklist, which by the way, we're going to make available to you at bestandwealth.com in episode number 151. So go to bestandwealth.com, click on episode 151 for the show notes, and we'll provide a link to this checklist. And I broke it into a few different categories, personal cash flow issues, business cash flow issues, legal and business formation issues, tax planning issues, and finally just a grab bag of other issues. So we're going to go through some of this checklist today, but if you want all of the checklist, go to bestandwealth.com, go to the show notes of episode number 151. So personal cash flow issues. This is the biggest because you need to ask yourself some questions. And one is, will your personal cash flow needs change as a result of this business? And second, which goes along with it, is will you need to use personal assets to start this business? So the first is, how's your cash flow going to change? For some, if you're making a good amount of money, now you're starting a business, you're not making any money. That was my big challenge. I really liked my job. It wasn't my passion, but man, I was getting paid some good money and it was difficult to walk away from that money. Some of my clients call that the golden handcuffs. So for me, I was lucky. I had my wife who was working part-time at the time and she was on board with this business. That's a big one. She was on board. And so she went to full-time. So that helped our cash flow on a monthly basis. It helped us pay our bills while I started a business. Because as a family steward, we can't sacrifice our family for our passion. We need a plan. for So for some of us, we need to build a big runway of cash 
before we decide to start our business. And I'm going to tell you right now, my path to starting Fortress Planning Group and even starting this podcast was about five years of planning and baby steps to get to where I needed to get to have the confidence to let go of the nice salary to start building a business from scratch. Will you need personal assets to start your business? This is big because some people raid their retirement in order to start a business. That can be very risky because now you're on this path to getting to financial freedom or retirement at some point, and now you're pulling thousands of dollars out of your retirement or something earmarked for retirement. And now you're basically taking a bunch of steps back. And if you're pulling from your IRA or your 401k, you might pay taxes plus a 10% penalty. There are some things in the tax code when you have an IRA, the 72T rule, which helps you get money out without paying a penalty, but it gets complicated. So make sure you contact your tax advisor first. Next is, will your risk tolerance change for your investment in retirement accounts? The reason this comes up is, if you're going to put a bunch of money into your business, and we think of risk from one to 99, where a one is your money's under the mattress, and a 99 is your money's in one single publicly traded company like Twitter, Well, now think about starting your own business. If a bunch of money is going into this business, that business probably has a risk level of 125 because so many businesses go belly up. So your risk tolerance overall is going to go up with money earmarked towards the business. So maybe we need to reduce risk where other assets are. Do you need to review your emergency fund to ensure that you have liquidity for your home and your emergency expenses? We don't want you to rate your emergency to zero in order to start your business. That's not a good way for a family steward to act. We still need emergency reserves, rather. So if you have a bunch above and beyond that emergency reserves, well, that can go potentially towards your business, but keep the emergency fund intact. Do you need a contingency plan if your business does not grow as expected? Because most businesses stall, they go belly up, you don't make the kind of money you think you're going to make. So think about contingency plans when you're starting a business. And finally, do you intend for the business to be the sole source of your income? Now, I'm hoping if you're starting a business that eventually it will. But it goes back to number one on cash flow needs. A lot of people start a side hustle, a other job where they can produce some income while they're building the business. Now, that takes away from time in the business, but it certainly helps the cash flow needs. For me, I started building the business just in very incremental steps because to order or to start a financial advisory business, well, I need certain securities licenses. I had to go back to school to take all the graduate level classes to earn my CFP. And so that took a lot of time and money and energy. But those are baby steps that I took on my way to opening up a registered investment advisory firm. If I would have started that business years before and then quit my job and then started obtaining my licenses and going back to school, well, I would be eating up a lot of our reserves 
while not really building the business and just getting the things in place. So my suggestion on the whole personal cash issues topic is to make sure that you're doing everything you can before you quit that day job that you currently have that's making you a bunch of money and or have a side hustle to help with income. And finally on this topic is if you're married, if you have a spouse, make sure that your spouse is buying in because this is a stressful endeavor starting your own business, especially when you come from a place where you're making good money and now you're starting from scratch. Man, that does a psyche on your mental stability. You question yourself. You wonder why. So to have the support of your spouse is instrumental, not only from the aspect of them being able to have a job and help with the cash flow needs, but to help in the support of trying to build this business, the mental aspect. If your wife isn't on board or your husband isn't on board, I would make sure that that's the priority first before you start a business. For me, it was kind of the opposite. My wife is a lot riskier than I am when it comes to things like driving and starting a business. If it wasn't for her, I probably never would have started Fortress Planning Group. She just believed in me so much and knew my passion and knew my drive and knew my energy that she was my source of strength as I built this business. If she wasn't for it, oh, that would have been a tough, tough road. Okay, let's go to the second topic. And these other ones I'm not going to spend as much time with. But the second is business cash flow issues. And the first question you need to ask yourself is, do you need to research the amount necessary to launch or run the business? So if you're building up reserves to start the business, let's work on a capital sheet that's going to show us how much we're going to need to start the business. Let's have that set before we actually launch the business. We want to be planning this business just like we plan our financial lives, our personal lives. And the next question is, will you need cash or financing to cover the costs until you become profitable? So a lot of people will just take out a loan to start their business. They won't go through the drudgery of saving the money needed for A, to start the business, the initial capital needs, and then B, the loss of cash flow because you quit your job to start a business. And so they take out loans. People take out loans. Now, I come from the school of Dave Ramsey. I'm not big on loans. I believe that they have their place in certain situations. So I'm a little bit different from Dave there, but for the most part, starting a business is going to be stressful enough. I just talked about that, but starting a business in the red can really get stressful and can really be painful. And if you don't have a long enough runway in order to last before you become cash flow positive, the chances of going out of business are going to happen sooner than you would expect. I think that there's a lot of businesses out there that would have become cash flow positive if they would have had enough of a runway to withstand before they became cash flow positives. And lastly, do you expect income to fluctuate based on sales or consulting agreements? So 
like now, if you're working a job, you're getting a consistent paycheck every couple of weeks. In business, it's different. You might see a lot coming in in the first quarter, but then not much until the third quarter, or maybe 75% of your sales are in the fourth quarter. So in those aspects, having some sort of line of credit to even out the business flow is in some times in your best interest. So you can make sure that you have those cash flow needs up front early on. And then in December, when all the sales flow in, well, now you can pay off that line of credit and then you start off again. Now, the best recommendation would be to have enough of a runway, like I keep talking about, and not needing a line of credit to get through the year or a loan for your initial capital costs or your cash flow needs during the year. I mean, and I'm talking now your personal cash flow needs. So let's make sure we answer those questions before we quit our day jobs. That's the business cash flow issues. Now, the next big topic is legal and business formation issues. So you've decided you're going to start a business, and that was me. I was working my day job for four extra years after I actually started Fortress Planning Group so I could get my legs under me and get my personal cash flow issues and business cash flow issues all in order before I quit my day job. But I did need to decide how I was going to form Fortress Planning Group. So another reason to go back to this checklist at bestandwealth.com is I'm just going to highlight the different areas and then you can do a deeper dive as you have time. So the different business formations and the easiest is a sole proprietorship. It's the default and simplest structure for a single owner and your business assets and liabilities are not separate from your personal. So if you end up getting sued from your business or if your business goes bankrupt or belly up, well, so are all your personal assets because you're tied together, personal and business. Next is a partnership. And that partnership could be with a couple of people where you're again, not tied or you are commingled with your personal and your business. If you do that, you're not protected. Your personal assets are not protected. There are some limited partnerships where those assets may be protected. Then there's different corporations. So you could be a C corporation, which is a totally separate legal entity. It's the most formal structure. It offers the strongest protection to owners. You act as a separate taxpayer and business profits are, though they're subject to what's called double taxation. So that's the downside. You have all the protection, but now you're being taxed twice. So a different corporation is what's called an S-corp or an S-corporation. And this elects to be treated as a pass-through entity. So there's no double taxation, but you do have some protections where your business is separate from your personal. So if your business goes bankrupt, they're not going to be able to get at your personal assets. There are some limitations, which one is you can only have a hundred or fewer shareholders. So if you're going to have a lot of business owners, an S-Corp is not the way to go. And finally, there's a limited liability company. And this is the way a lot of businesses are formed, especially when they start. It's a separate legal entity and there's shares in the corporation, but it's unincorporated. So an LLC can elect to be taxed as an S-Corp or a C-Corp or a partnership. Many different tax 
methods that you can use when you have an LLC. Now, if you're going to start a business, you need to think about taxes because in a lot of situations, an LLC is easy to set up, but an S-Corp might be your better bet from a tax standpoint, especially if you're a sole owner or just have a couple of owners in the business. So first is deciding how you're going to structure, and then do you need assistance forming that business? So you can hire a lawyer to help form that business. You can go online to things like LegalZoom, which will help you form that business, or you can go straight to your state and form the business, depending on which formation you decide. And then finally, like, are you going to have employees? Are you going to have employees right out of the gate? If so, you're going to need to clearly outline employment terms and job descriptions and duties and policies and HR issues. You may need to register with state agencies, workers' compensation insurance, or other unemployment insurance. There's a lot to think about when you are going to have employees out of the gate. And now you're going to probably think about hiring an accounting firm to make sure that you have all of the taxes and stuff withheld the way they need to. Are you going to set up a 401k plan or a simple or a SAP? All of those things need to be considered. All of those types of things are what Fortress Planning Group, what we do, helping business owners, guiding them through the best process when it comes to helping the employees through retirement plans. Another big question is, will you have a business partner or partners? What I've heard, a lot of fighting going on between two people starting a 50-50 business. That can be detrimental. Two friends start a business. Two siblings start a business. And all of a sudden, they fight. And now, here they are, stuck in a business, but they can't stand each other. That can be a big problem. Do you have or do you need a business succession plan? That can be very important. And do you have any intellectual property that you need to protect? If so, you need to consult attorneys before you really get going with any of this stuff to make sure you're getting the trademarks, copyrights, patents, etc. So then, of course, we go on to the next issue, and I'm just going to fly through these next two. We got tax planning issues. Will your personal tax situation change? Will you need assistance in reviewing your business tax return? Will the business have to collect and pay sales tax, like I said previously? Do you need help determining if you will be eligible for a qualified business income deduction? Those are all things to think about and why having a financial advisor help you walk through and having a tax accountant help you walk through some of these issues so you're making the best decisions. And finally, there's a bunch of other issues that I want you to think about. Do you need business insurance? Will your business need a license or permit to operate? Will your health insurance needs change? Oh boy, that's a big one. Okay, we need to make sure we have our health insurance in place before we lose it from our previous employer. Do you need to review your estate plan before you start this business and make changes to incorporate your new business inside of your estate plan? Will your business be minority owned or woman owned or veteran owned? They all potentially have some differences when are minority owned or women owned. There's some advantages and there can be some disadvantages. Do you need to outline an exit strategy? This can be real big because if you're going to start a business as a second career and you've gone through all the steps you need to go through and you've planned out for a few years, 
And you got this big runway of cash to withstand any personal cash flow or business cash flow issues. You've done everything that you've had to do. You started the business. The business started to grow. All of this is excellent news. But now you're 65 years old and you want to sell this business because you want out. You want to retire. You and your spouse want to go travel the world. You don't want to be tied down to this business any longer. Well, with a lot of business owners, they end up not retiring when they want to because they don't have a good exit strategy or succession plan and moving somebody along that will actually be taking over the business and buying it from you once you want to retire. All right, there you go. The issues you need to consider when starting a business. That was a lot of information and a lot of it I just flew through because I'm trying to keep these podcasts under 30 minutes. But again, go to the show notes, bestinwealth.com. You can download this checklist, read the other show notes and start to think about your career cornerstone. Now, maybe it is starting a business. And if it is, you know now the things that you need to consider before starting a business. Because your career cornerstone is one of your most important. Now, family is so important. Friends, spirituality, finances, health. But career is right in place. And a lot of people just feel stuck in their careers. They're making good money, but they're not happy. And I've had many clients that have told me before, you know, Scott, I don't like my job, but I'm making a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a year. I have on the golden handcuffs. I can't retire. I can't start my own business. I can't start a new career because I can't let go of that income. Well, if you have a good financial plan, my friend, maybe you don't need that income. Maybe you think you need what you don't need. And maybe it's time to start searching out your passion, searching out what drives you. Because we only have so many years on this great earth. Now, I don't want anybody to sacrifice their family for starting a business. So taking these small incremental steps are what you need to do and then consider all of these issues before you would start your business and one way is to have an awesome great financial plan and if you don't have one right now if you have questions about your financial plan or you need a financial plan go to best in wealth schedule a 15-minute call with me let's just talk and see if i might be able to help Now, this is all the time I have for now, my friends, but I hope this was helpful and I will see you soon. I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, everyone. Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.